Hi guys, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Talking with Tom. Today we'll be talking about lighting. We've got Tom Noel in the studio today. Tom, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm great, thanks. Great. Lighting uh, is a very important element of any happening. Uh, talk to me about that. Sure. I mean, ultimately, uh, what we see is a result of what's lit. Um, so it is a key ingredient. And in an event where we like things to evolve, uh, lighting plays a great role to start kind of at a beginning and middle and create a fantastic end. So what, when somebody's approaching planning for something like this, what should they take into consideration when looking at a, a venue and the options they have? Well, the first one is to have a firm understanding of daylight. Um, we always look at sunset times, um, so you want to know where the sun is at uh, and when it's going to be setting. Um, if you are looking for natural light, um, you want to make sure the position of the sun too, so it's not going to be glaring in people's eyes. Uh, and then from there, once the sun sets, um, artificial lighting takes over and kind of how you want to set your tone. Mm -hmm. What are the key differences between natural and artificial light? Well, um, you know, obviously the amount of control that you have. Uh, natural light um, is, you know, uh, omnipresent, uh, depending obviously on the weather. Um, but artificial light, you can, you know, choose the intensity, the color, the duration, the pattern, all those types of things. So um, you get a lot of control with artificial lighting. What are your favorite ways to utilize natural light? Well, I think that there are several different phases of natural light um, that are key. Uh, my most favorite is dusk. Mm -hmm. um, it's a magical time um, where you are getting um, uh, uh, refracted light where there are almost no shadows. Everything is very true to its color. It's an incredible time to take pictures. Photographers always look to that, but it's also an incredible time for, an, uh, for it happening because the, um, the color palette and the, and the um, sensitivities that that light offers is very surreal. Um, so that's one of them. And then the other one uh, is to look at the, um, the angle of the sun. Uh, so depending upon you know, where, what time of day your event is and where the sun is, um, can play a big role in kind of the mood and effect, um, whether it's you're playing with shadows or you're playing with light. They both have cause and effect on it. And then the last one is the intensity of the sun. Um, and that is really determined um, by your uh, geographical location and then the cloud coverage. Great. And when, when somebody's looking at a venue, what, what are the different types of artificial lights that might be available to them and, what, and which do you prefer? Well, um, so the types are very vast um, and there have been a lot of changes in lighting um, in the last decade um, with the onset of LED light, uh, which is a very efficient, low heat and now um, very high intensity light. Um, we're able to put lights in situations quicker and typically more cost effectively um, than ever before. But um, with that being said, um, you know, the ranges of lights go from the uh, 
a traditional like incandescent static light um, and then goes into an automated light which is a light that can change color and then there is an automated light that has movement that can change color and movement and then you go into the next step which is color movement and iris and pattern which is basically the equivalent of having a motorized projector um, you can aim it anywhere some some of them even you allow you to put up a moving images on them um, <clears throat> and then from there going from the incandescent uh, incandescent spectrum into the LED spectrum, which um, has a lot of uh, very advantageous things to it. The um, LED has the ability to do true light, uh, which is a more white light mm -hmm. um, than the incandescent. Uh, you'd have to go towards fluorescent and things like that, which tend to um, gray people out. So ultimately, there are a lot of different ways to go about lighting a, um, a happening. More importantly to me is kind of, of setting the tone. The lighting is typically the backdrop. Um, you always have to remember that the stars of the happening are the guests who are attending it. So it's our job as event designers to make them look as best possible. Um, sunlight can do a wonderful job of that. Um, artificial light can do a great job of it. It also can do the antithesis of that. Um, you know, if you look at a lot of blue or green lights, um, the room might look fantastic, but people kind of change a little bit under those lights. So I like to be aware um, when using artificial light the um, positive effects it can have on the people around it. You know, um, there's, there's an example I use often for dining tables where I love to use candlelight a lot. Um, and if you walk into a room, whether it's a private you know, dining room for a Thanksgiving party or into a big ballroom with hundreds of people inside of it, um, if the tables are properly lit with candlelight, what it's gonna look like is a bunch of people almost sitting around a campfire. And our faces in that candlelight glow are very warm and very inviting. Um, candlelight is very forgiving. So I try, like to take those same kind of, um, um, you know, uh, that same philosophy and apply it to room lighting um, and accent uh, particular architectural details. So often I do um, up lighting around the perimeter of a room that helps kind of set the space. And then you do feature lighting, uh, which are things where you want to accent, whether it's a band or a particular flower arrangement or something like that, a dance floor. Um, those you always, often use with feature lighting. Um, and then you do ambient lighting. And ambient lighting is typically um, an indirect lighting that gives its, the room the overall glow. Fantastic. Now, with all these options available to somebody planning uh, a happening, well, traditionally, what kind of a percentage of a total budget would somebody be uh, spending on lighting? Well, um, as mentioned earlier, um, a lot has been changing with the pricing of lighting. Uh, so before, I would say that on a traditional um, medium to high-end event, mm -hmm. um, your lighting budget could be, and it really does depend upon the nature of your acts and your dance floor and things like that, but it could be anywhere from 10 to 25% of your overall budget. Um, nowadays, with the um, battery-operated LED remote control systems, 
we're able to go in and give a room and up-flight system, um, install it literally in under an hour, uh, and with the batteries they can run for up to 12 hours, uh, and the price is, is, you know, can be as low as one-tenth of what traditional pricing was. So um, my recommendation is to, you know, look at the environment uh, and then determine, you know, where it needs its lights, understanding that not every room needs to be 100% lit. You want to create some mystery and intrigue. Uh, I play a lot with the negative space in event design, uh, and it often um, adds to that kind of fifth element that we're all searching for. Um, but I would take a look at that and then look at the contemporary LED battery-operated systems um, versus the traditional and, and, and see what works best for you. Right. Interesting. Now, do you have any green tips related to lighting? Well, um, again, going back to the LED, um, you know, they are a very low power consumption, um, and uh, so therefore they're a very inherently green product. But overall, um, from a lighting standpoint, um, you know, uh, Addressing a event in a uh, with a good amount of ambient light and feature light tends not to be a big big drain on your power. Great. Anything else you'd like to add? No, um, I think that that's it. I would say this is a great topic. Um, it's one that often people um, leave uh, until the last minute, um, and I strongly recommend when you are looking at putting together a happening um, to be very sensitive of the light. Often we go into these rooms and we look at them and it's daylight mm -hmm. and we're determining what our nighttime event is going to feel like and it's really um, a 180 degree difference between a daylight lit room and an artificially lit room. So make sure that you're considering lighting um, mm -hmm. as you're going through your space okay. and visioning your happenings. Do your homework. Yep. Listen everybody, thanks for listening. For more tips, information, and ideas related to events, please visit Tom's blog at tomnoelevent.events or noel.events. Thanks for listening.